0: Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au ...over the
1: lane, it's still Trioli. Trioli shows the way. A rainbow is now under pressure. Deeper out, Blue Shard, Jacob's Thunder, Lancelot Bramac, right down the outside. Jacob's Thunder, powers to the lead. Lancelot
0: bromack coming hard on the Outside Lancelot Bromack. Oh, Lancelot Bromac scores, beating Jacob's. Yeah, thunder. he's just an old freak, isn't he? Uh, Lancelot Bromack. And it's quite extraordinary. When you do look at his record. Of course, he runs today. Uh, he's a twelve, he's twelve years of age by Art Major. He's had four hundred and sixty-six starts. When you look at that, you think it's a typo, don't you? Four hundred and sixty-six starts for thirty-two wins, sixty-nine seconds and fifty-eight thirds. Let's say good morning to Chris Barsby. How are you, Chris? Steve, I'm well. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. You wouldn't even even need to learn his colours, Chris, when he goes around Lancelot Brobeck. You'd know them so well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's got a unique style when he presents on the racetrack as well. And, like, uh, as you outlined uh, in the last week or so about the possible new home for harness racing, would it be... You know, a bad idea from officials to just start, you know, uh, having some commemorative plaques for some of these horses that have done wonderful things. Destrails quickly comes to mind. Lancelot Bramac quickly comes to mind. Some of our greats. So when you're walking into a new course, you've just got some little plaques to remember some of these horses that have just done some incredible things over a long period of time. I mentioned after he won that race there, uh, Lancelot Bramac. They should build a statue of him because... You know, he's just been uh, such a war horse for his connection. Mm. But uh, maybe just something
0: small, just
1: that little uh, gesture to, uh, you know, uh, commemorate the past and... Uh relive some of these uh, great memories mm. with these wonderful
0: horses. I couldn't agree more. And I think we've spoken about, it, Chris, when I first went into Albion Park Harness years ago, just as you know, I was in my early 20s and when I first started working there during the week, just part-time after the radio shift. And I used to go into the office there and get my paycheck at the time. And all those, those champion paces up on the wall there, just outside yeah. the office. And I used to just stand there for 10 or 15 minutes just going through them, you know, looking at all their names yeah. and so on. When it was called the speed yeah. pacing capital of the world. Yeah. Parker, That's a great idea.
1: Yeah. I remember that wall well. It was the uh, the, the two-minute wall and they had all these horses yes. that had broken two minutes. <laughs> two you minutes. Know? So, uh, yeah, I, I was one of those people just like you, Steve. You'd stand there and just admire these photos and names and you think, wow, how, how cool is this? But yeah. uh, times have changed because if we were doing that, uh, we'd have run out of wall space.
0: Just with the, the thoroughbreds, we know there's an age restriction. Even Flowmeter had to retire recently, the old horse in South Australia. Is there one in harness?
1: Yeah, I think there is, Steve, and I'll double-check this today, but I'm led to believe it's 15. So by the time they hit 15, I think that's when uh, they've got to, uh, you know, retire from racing. So I'm sure Destreos took it right to the very end, and and that's when he called time on his career. But I'll double-check it with the stewards and I'll report in tomorrow, but I'm sure it's 15 for the harness.
0: Our first guest is with us, Chris.
1: Well, speaking of, uh, oh, we've got the new now because Will Rickson is uh, someone that's making, you know, a really good uh, fist of things here in Queensland. He's up on a bit of a campaign and he's been up here for a little while and he's fresh off a double on Saturday night. He had a a Metro driving double on Saturday night when Blackhawk Joe scored in a race number two. That horse will back up today, so we'll find out a little bit more about him. And then Sugar for My Honey, this three-year-old filly who's been competing through all of the big three-year-old fillies features during the carnival. She was able to take on the older mares and beat them. Will Rickson, the Rickson name is synonymous with harness racing. His his grandfather is uh, Tony Turnbull, the legendary AD Turnbull, and his uh, father is a Miracle Mile-winning uh, trainer driver in Peter Rickson who had Divisive, and Will Rickson is online with us now. Will, appreciate the time.
2: No worries. Thank you, Chris. It's
1: a great family background that you have, and I'm sure you've heard some wonderful stories uh, right throughout your livelihood.
2: Yeah. Yeah just been been really lucky that way um, obviously brought up with mum and dad who um, have just been so successful at the sport, they're both um, really good drivers and still to this day good trainers and um, you know I don't think there's many people who might be a bit biased that condition a horse better than mum and dad so um, and then obviously Uncle Steve and all the Turnbull side of the family and and uh, grandfather and dad's side of the family are all successful so yeah, been quite lucky.
1: Okay, your mum and dad are they still
2: based at Pheasants Nest in Sydney? Ah, uh, yep, yep, still in Pheasants Nest, and uh, Dad's busy with building, but um, he's lucky he's got Mum to to help with the horses, and um, they they got a horse team about ten, and yeah, do a great job and have a nice little team there at home. Okay, do they do a lot of breaking in, or
1: are they just sort of focused on their own?
2: Uh, they break a few of their own in, like that we that they breed and and might buy one and at the sales every year. Um, Dad likes breaking them in, but um, yeah, there's there's always about five or six race horses there. Okay, divisive. Is he still with us? Yep, yep. He's still at home. Um, yeah, he's he's going really. He looks he looks unreal actually. He always does, okay. and yeah, uh, yeah, he gets a carrot and a paddock pretty often. Okay, when he was at the peak of his powers, divisive. How old were you, Will? Uh, I was turning eight the year he won the Miracle Mile. So okay. um, when he when he won all the derbies and two-year-old races and Miracle Mile, I don't get to remember a lot of it, but, um, yeah, it's pretty special memories. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure when you
1: were eight and he won that Miracle Mile, you would have felt pretty cool back then.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. I always say that I wish he'd come on a bit later in life just so I could remember it all. Um, but... Yeah, just blessed that uh, he was around, and yeah, I, I do remember bits and pieces of that night. It was um, a dream come true.
1: Mm. And that wasn't long after Uncle Steve's or Smooth Sand was taken. All before,
2: yeah, it was funny. It worked out that way. Um, yeah, it, was fun- it wasn't all that long. Only a few years, I think. And yeah, he, he was. They were similar sort of horses. They were so dominant okay
1: now uh, just with your mum and dad uh, your mum cindy uh she doesn't drive anymore or she still goes around every now and
2: then uh she yeah she hasn't drove since we started Ellen started um I oh, would have been sort of six or seven years ago um and from then on mum hadn't drove in races, but um every now and again she drove one when Ellen started but um yeah she she's happy to handle. It let us do the driving and, um, she still drives a few at home. And yeah, she, um, she's pretty competitive. She don't give you much room, even at home. (laughs) That true Turnbull
1: flavour running right through the veins there by the sound of it. Just on your, on your sister, Ellen, she's
2: now calling Victoria home? Yep. She's been down, uh, down Victoria way for a while. Um, yeah, she, she really likes Victoria. It's a bit of a change for her. And, um, yeah, she had a successful start to her career and then um, went elsewhere for a little bit and um, now she's got the bug back and um, making a good goal of it in Melbourne. Okay. Why Melbourne? Um, I think she had some friends down there that, um, that you know, she wanted to go down and see and they wanted her to stay down and um, yeah, she just wanted a change and I think she thought a move away from home would do her good and yeah, she hasn't looked back since
1: Okay, I'm led to believe she's just picked up a role with uh, Lara J. Farm, so working for uh, Just Hubs and Greg Sugars, who we just saw uh, compete so well during the, the Tab Constellations up
3: here.
2: Yeah, a good stay would be a part of. Um, they're so successful and got a great team of horses and also really good people. So, um, yeah, she's enjoying it. Okay, so Ellen's in Victoria. You're based in Brisbane currently.
1: Hannah, how is she going?
2: Yeah, she's going well. She's driving um, quite a bit at home. Um, she, she's studying to be a paramedic, so she's um, pretty busy with uni and she also helps out, helps out James Rattray uh, a few days a week. So she, she's got a busy timetable, table, but she's, she's going well. She's, um, yeah, she's had a pretty good season and picked up a few winners. So, yep, she's going well. All
1: right. Let's focus on you. How long have you been here in Brisbane for this campaign?
2: Um, I think I'm, I think I wasn't long two months. Yeah. Around the two months mark. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure how long it was going to be, but, um, I just sort of had a bit of luck. I was getting on the right horses and, um, I was pretty lucky to pick up a couple of good drives while I've been up here. i got to drive majestic cruiser one night and, um, got the drive in the rising sun and Ricky's just been, been really good for me. He's, um, give me a really good go up here. So, um, yeah, it's been a great experience and something I'll never forget. Okay. How long do you plan on
1: staying up here? I know you're down for drives on Saturday night again, so another week or so.
2: Yeah, I'm going to drive up here Saturday night and then and then go home. So um yeah, that that that's the point. Okay. Now, on Saturday night, Metro
1: Double for you with Blackhawk Joe and Sugar for my honey. How many Metro Doubles have you driven here in Queensland?
2: Uh, yeah, that was my first match. double up here, so okay. that was um, yeah, that was exciting night. And yeah, the horses are racing. Both and horses were, you know, I thought were good chances. And um, Black Hawk Joe got the split at the right time, which uh, worked out good. And then Sugar um, for My Honey deserved that win. She's been racing so well, and yeah, I was I was stoked to get a, a nice win on her.
1: Okay, let's talk on, on Black Hawk Joe's race there on Saturday night. As you said, you got that split at the right time. Were you just a little bit nervous there thinking, I'm not going to get a clear crack here?
2: Um, I think everyone watching it was, especially uh, <laughs> the people that took the short odds. But, uh, yeah, funny, I never was too worried. I was following um, the two right horses. I thought High Voltage and Ryan's Gangster was the two horses to beat and High Voltage is, a, is a you know, a free-running horse. So I actually was never worried in the spot I was and we sort of rolled solid down the back and the horse in the deaf seat started I could say it was under pressure so I, I was always confident I was going to get out but um, it just got a bit tight there for a few strides when uh, one was coming around us and I was trying to get off so I was a little lucky to get off um, but yeah I wasn't too concerned although I only just got there on the line Okay.
1: Uh, he backs up again today. He's got a, a wide draw today, where he'll start from gate seven. In many ways, a few of those horses that you beat there on Saturday night line up against you again. But it's not going to be easy drawn out in gate seven.
2: Yeah, it looks hard for him today. I think it's a really good race. I think um, Bonnie Prince Willie's a good horse, and I also think Triple Falls um, a nice horse. So. Um. You know, and a few of them mothers that go for horses and, you know, it's just going to look hard for him to get into the race. But if it was run upside down and he could get a track into it, um, he'll be there about.
1: Yeah, well, he's fit and he's in form and he looks the class runner in the race.
2: Yeah, I, I you know, I, he's bringing in the right form lines, but also, um, you know, uh, Ben Battle's horse also hasn't done anything wrong since arriving in Queensland and I also think... Triple four brings the form ones into it with uh, his, you know, starts up here. So uh, it's a good race.
1: Mm, Yeah, it is. There's no doubt about that. 11 wins now for Blackhawk Joe, earning just shy of $100,000. I don't know what the future plans hold for Blackhawk Joe, but ultimately he looks like he's going to be, uh, you know, a a natural fit for North America. What does the future hold for Blackhawk Joe, do you know?
2: Um, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I, I do think that would probably be on the cards. Um, he's you know, he's got he's won a few races up here in Queensland and a few at home in Sydney and you know, done quite a good job and got to got to where he's at now, which is, you know, as you know, it's a hard grade. So, you know, I'd imagine um, you know, if he got you know, the offer from America that was worth the what he's worth and the right money, um, they'd be happy to take it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He can follow good speed and he can run good times. So he ticks a lot of boxes.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think, he, you know, he'd do a good job over there.
1: Okay. Your other winner on Saturday night, Sugar for My Honey. Uh, as you said, she's been running some really good races in those uh, feature events, the three, uh, three-year-old 3 fillies features. So it came as no surprise that she was able to score on Saturday night, but she had to do it the, uh, the hard way. They made her earn it there on Saturday night, but she was equal to the challenge. She sat parked one fifty six five the milder rate she was so brave to the line
2: yeah she's a she's actually a classy filly, chris she's um she's d- done nothing wrong her whole career and you know that's why she was up here to have a crack at them then stronger fillies races and um you know we're a little concerned about being left in the we or we're hoping to get to the front but um in saying that she's run really good races in that position before and um there wasn't a whole lot of speed on through the middle so you know, it was better at being on the speed than off it. So, yeah, I was just stoked that um, she got another win up here and, you know, she could go to, for a little break on a high and um, we're hoping to bring her back for the Breeders' Challenge at home. And, yeah, she's she's got a nice future.
1: Okay. Just in those Oaks features that she contested up here, she went around in the of Oaks, South Oaks, Queensland Oaks, just with a little bit more luck with barrier draws and, and general luck in running, she should have finished a lot closer in a lot of those features.
2: Yeah, I agree. She, you know, she was actually well supported on, on Saturday night in the market and and you can understand why the people that are pretty switched on would have noticed how well she was actually going in them strong, them strong races because, you know, she was running good sectionals and drawing bad and sort of taking ground off some some really nice horses. So, um, yeah, I agree. With, with a bit more luck, she could have featured a bit more, but... Um, She's got some other races coming up at the end of the year, so hopefully she can have a bit of luck there. Okay. Well, she's currently won seven from
1: twenty-two, but by the sound of it, the best is still yet to come from uh, Sugar for My Honey. Yeah,
2: we're hoping so. We're hoping so. Yeah. Okay, and she's a nice horse to drive. You couldn't get a better horse. I've, they sort of they put a bit on me here, at, at Ricky and the staff, because um, I just I love her. She's she doesn't pull, she doesn't hang, she doesn't wear a, a, a boot. She's just so well gated and yeah i've I've been lucky I think I've won side races on her so i' would, I've got a bit of a soft spot for her. she's a uh, beautiful horse lar okay and with good reason with a record like that
1: uh your two drives today we just mentioned Blackhawk Joe. it does look hard for him. your other driver mahindi uh, a former Kiwi she's had the two local runs you were with her when she scored first up at a and then fourth last time out. How do you think she'll measure up here today
2: um Tricky sort of to, to weigh her form lines in the distro today and um, the two starts um, I've drove her has been off the back line. So it's a little different for her today getting to Albion Park and, and sort of drawing there at the front. It looks a little awkward with speed to the inside and the outside, but um, we'll push forward and I do quite like her. I've sort of been looking after her and just trying to get her to hit the line and settle nicely. Um, but, yeah, I think she'll be there about if she does everything right. Okay, coming to the big track for the first
1: time, those two runs at Redcliffe, so she's having a first go at Albion Park today. Uh, Is that a good thing for her?
2: Yeah, she she got a little rough on the bends here at Redcliffe when they're running the the quick sectionals, so um, we sort of thought Albion would suit her a bit more, and yeah, we'll find out, but I I think it will suit her more. Okay, so
1: both drives today are are certainly live chances, just needing that little bit of luck.
2: Yeah, I think they're both each way chances, but um, a little bit of luck in running would would help their chances for sure.
1: Okay, so you're based at Redcliffe right now with uh, with Ricky Elgin, So you're helping him with his team uh, as it stands right now.
2: Yep, I've worked for Ricky for about um, sort of coming on twelve months in Sydney, and um, that's how I got this opportunity to come up come up the Redcliffe this winter. So um, yeah, we're up here, and um, I think Ricky will stay another two or three weeks, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll be going home on Saturday night. Okay. So how many horses are still in work up here? Uh, we've still got 10. We've got a filly here that's Q-bred, um, so she'll aim for that. And um, just a few others that are that are still, you know, we're hoping to pick up a couple of metros. with. We think one big shoe uh, with his form, he can pick up another metro and um, sort of what's up sunshine and, and crunch time. So I'll race up here for a couple more weeks before um, we'll all be back at home.
1: Okay. You're currently on 49 wins for the season.
2: Your your career best
1: is 66 from a few seasons ago. So you're willing truly on pace to a, to eclipse that mark. Are you confident you can get past 66 wins this year?
2: <laughs> I'm hoping so, Chris. Um yeah, it was sort of funny how it worked out. I I lost my claim sort of this time last year and I was, you know, I was a bit worried about um, not getting as many drives or, or what would happen, but um, Ricky's been great for me. He's given me a good go, and I've drove some nice horses for him. And, yeah, I've had my best year to, to date. Um, I've got the drive in some big races, and I've picked up a fair few wins along the way. So um, I'm just hoping I can keep the ball rolling when I get home and sort of pick up a few of the drives I had when, before I come up here, and we can finish the year off strong okay
1: uh things are rolling along nice but that in that experience how important do you think that'll be driving in those bigger races up here during the car like you said you went around the rising sun you're able to sit behind a majestic cruiser and a few others there for jason grimson that experience uh you you sort of you you can't buy that can you
3: yeah I,
2: i think it will help me chris um you know it was a big thrill for me because that's all i've ever wanted to do was which drive horses, but also just driving big races. I think that's what everyone strives to do as a driver, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So I, I think it will help me in the wrong one. Um, you know that experience and and you know people seeing you in them big races will help. So yeah, I um, I'm you know real grateful for the opportunity.
1: Well, you're still a young man. You're only 21 years of age. You've got it all in front of you, but it's been uh, it's been great having you up here during the carnival. Uh, we wish you continued success, not only today, but for the rest of the year. Hopefully you can eclipse that mark of 66 wins and set yourself a new PB. What's the one race that you want to win if you could only pick one?
2: Uh, the Miracle Mile special, I think, because um, grandfather won it and Uncle Steve and, and Dad won it. Um, that that's a special one, but obviously just so hard to to win. But that's one uh, I'll always aim for. But any any Group One, I've been lucky to win one, so um, I'm, I'd be lucky to, yeah, I'd love to just win another one of them one day. All right, excellent stuff. Job well done. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thank you, Chris.
1: Is Will Rickson joining us. Uh, he's one of the bright stars and he's a, he's a hard worker, there's no doubt about it. He puts in plenty of time and uh, he's getting the rewards and the, the successes come his way this year. So it's been good to see him evolve as a driver throughout the TAB constellations. Not easy, but uh, he's out there competing mm. with the very best and uh, gaining really good experience. Let's find a winner for today's meeting. We've only got eight races. We've got five trials between races today. A couple of interesting horses because we're gearing up towards the big cubread race night on August 20. So there's a, a number of youngsters that are stepping out today in preparation for that big uh, August 20 race night. But racetrack Ralphie joins us now as he does each and every Tuesday morning. Ralphie, good morning.
3: Yeah, morning, Chris.
1: What is the best bet at today's meeting?
3: Look, we're going to have to wait till later in the program today, and we're looking at race seven, number four, in Bonnie Prince Louis. Now he's a former Kiwi, and he's absolutely thrived since he's arrived in the Sunshine State, and he's won three from his uh, five since uh, arriving at the Ben Battle Stables. His past two victories have been stunning, and that included a personal best effort two starts back when he ran a one fifty two three. And he followed that up by a 154-3 effort, and that was at his most recent start. Look, he does have a, a stack of speed drawn inside him here today, but he'll be very competitive again. He's versatile, he's super fit, and he has the services of the country's number two driver, Nathan Dawson, today. So he will go very close here. So we're going to go race seven, number four, Bonnie Prince-Louis.
1: Okay, race seven, number four So that's uh, the last leg of the double So we can stand him out And we might be able to go a bit skinny there In that quaddy leg as well
3: Yeah, third leg of the quaddy, I think you can stand him out there And take some value in the other legs Alright, nice well, and easy today Just the
1: eight races
3: Yeah, easy, but I'm very interested As you just mentioned I'm interested in seeing uh, some of these trials today With these horses coming up for the Q-Bread series
1: Yeah, absolutely It's a uh, Jewel Melody stands out in the two-year-old fillies, but there's a few fillies that are going to push her right to the, uh, the, the very line there, so that'll be very interesting. Racy Roxy probably stands out in the three-year-old fillies, given that she's won the Breeders' Clashics, she, she won the Southeast Oaks, and there's no Cat King Cole uh, owing to injury. The three-year-old boys looks interesting there. Teddy Disco danger zone probably at this stage. Look, the main players speak the truths out owing to injury, and uh, as far as the two-year-old Colts and Gildings is concerned, there's a few there, so... I think they're going to be fairly open. Uh, Group one features those uh, four finals.
3: Yeah, certainly the boys side of it. I think, as you mentioned, the, the fillies have got it sewn up there. I can't see anything beating the two you just mentioned. But I think with the boys, it's a totally different ball game.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's only weeks away, August 20. So uh, we'll look forward to that big night. All q race night coming up. So all races for q horses only. We'll take the tip with race seven, number four, Bonnie Prince-Lewin. We'll see you trackside.
3: Yeah, thanks very much, Chris.
1: There's racetrack Ralphie joining us each and every Tuesday, giving us uh, the good oil for today's meeting at Albion Park. I've got an update on your favourite horse, Steve, before I wrap it up this morning. Uh, He was back in the trials last night. Petrarca. Oh, yes. He was able to finish third in his uh, trial last night, but the report was hit the line super. So it was a big thumbs up for the way he went about his business last night. So I'm not sure what they're going to aim at with him, uh, obviously, they've got a lot coming up towards the back end of the year, but the fact that he was at the trials last night, so he's obviously ready to go. Uh, we mentioned Lachanvarad. He was at the trials last Thursday. He'll need another trial. What was interesting, Nathan Jack had the drive on Lachanvarad at the trials last week, and as we know, he drove Honolulu Bay, who returned a couple of weeks ago at Kilmore on, uh, what was that, July 23. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I- I'm tipping they won't be clashing anytime soon, but... Uh, Nathan, Jack can be an interesting chat there just to see which one felt better, uh, given that they have both had uh, a bit of time off. So uh, that's interesting. But Lachan Varad is expected to have a couple of more trials before he steps out. He's gearing up towards the uh, Victoria Cup and in Inter-Dominion. And uh, the little mare, Pink Galar, she's probably about six weeks ago. We spoke with Maddie Craven during the Tab Constellations. Uh, she's aiming towards the Bill Collins plus the Inter-Dominion and then the Great Southern Star early next year, but probably about six weeks away uh, from returning to the races, Pink Galas. So some interesting horses stepping out. And speaking of trotters, there's one over in New Zealand today at the workouts at Ashburton, Habibi Inter, who is a Group 1 winner. In fact, his last win was the Dominion when he beat the Australian Trotter Tough Monarch he was back at the trials today, so we'll see if I can find out some news there on him. And uh, Chicago Bulls' full brother also trialing at that same session over there today. His name, Chicago Bear. So we'll uh, see how he goes. He's under the care of Cran Delgetti. They paid huge money for him at the Yearling Sales. So a couple of interesting horses stepping out over in New Zealand, but we'll have...
0: More news coming through tomorrow. Yeah, that was an interesting watch at uh, Gloucester Chris on Friday night. Uh, Chicago Ball was a dollar fifty-five, and of course, the stablemate Diego ended up uh, taking control of the race and, and defeating Chicago Ball. Started two dollars fifty, but uh, yeah, and that was,
1: the horse, that was the horse that Jared said the money was coming for Diego. So the smarties obviously knew it was going to be leading, and uh, it did it quite nicely at the end. It's got a very good record when it leads in races, so. No sh- uh, surprise there, but it was a very good piece of info that Jared uh, passed on.
0: Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Dave. Chris Barsby.